Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crits and Grits, uh, newish IPP, uh, episode three. Uh, how you all feeling today? Still wanting to know what that P means. Uh, I want to know what the other P means, too. I think we'll find it along the way. Uh, with us today... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we were feeling. I was going to say, I'm feeling fat and sassy. All right. Uh, but we're recording this on a Wednesday. I'm concerned that I don't want to know. I think it means physical or maybe phony. I think it's an F sound. Friendship. Porkin. Friendship with a P. It's porkin. Since uh, hot dogs are pork products, it's porkin. The, the best friendships are with a P. Kidding. Oh boy. Gary, take us <laughs> away, please. Okay. With us tonight, uh, we have Alex uh, playing Meepo. Hello, everyone. Uh, Gary said, still playing Meepo, still going to be shitty. Uh, next up, we have Roscoe playing Arthur Merlin Hocus Pocus Shadowlight. Got it in one this time. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you for using the whole name. Uh, yeah, really makes me feel included. And also, we have uh, Becky in the role of Blanca. Hey. And we got Chris playing Felix. I'm just... I'm just happy to be here. Genuinely, I'm not lying. I have not done one of these intros in a hot minute, so thank you all for uh, riding through that one with me. What about a mild minute? Mild minute? Yeah, maybe a mild minute. There, there's been a lot of waggings going on, and I am in so much pain. Yeah, you are all hopped up on painkillers. I don't know. They took those away. Oh, that's somehow worse. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, man. no, no uh, prescriptions are weird. Uh, anyway, uh, last time uh, in Crits and Grits, newish IPP, uh, our party split between Lila's residence and the Adventurers Guild headquarters to uh, try to suss out the traitor amongst their organization and find out what happened to Lila. Uh, Arthur... Merlin, Hocus Pocus, Shadowlight, and Felix found blueprints to altars and teleportation circles in uh, behind a bookcase upstairs in the residence that Lila was using. No one was home. Uh, it doesn't look like it was abandoned in a hurry. And Blanca and Meepo have infiltrated the uh, Adventurers Guild doing an audit. And they are working with one... Uh, Carvac Iron Crag Bridges. Uh, make sure you include the hyphen because he is very proud of his marriage. Uh, Meepo left to hop into a Blizz guy call with Merlin and Felix. Sorry, sorry, I can't say that name all the time, every time. Such a long name. Just, just you know, pick, pick, pick one of the names in there and and you know, roll a D four every time you say it, and just pick. One. Yeah, just roll a D four. Uh, Hocus Pocus. Uh, hopped in a, well, he hopped in a close guide meeting with them, and uh, Blanca is now alone in an office with Harvack Ironcrag Bridges, who is under the impression that uh, they're about to talk about wrestling now that all, all the squares are gone. Yeah, so uh, before before I hop into that, I do have to have, I do have to ask a question of um, Arthur Merlin, Hocus Pocus, Shadow Light. Are we in the meeting? 
Are we like? This is. I, I should say this is out of character. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but with with his name being what it is, when he was a kid, would that make his nickname Hokey Pokey? You know, you, you bring these things up, but they... <laughs> I just have like, one response to that. Hurt people. <laughs> we're five minutes into the episode we've already used the bruh (laughs) five minutes in and we're already using the bruh sound effect that was a dark time it's gonna be a good episode I try to to reclaim it you know like say hocus pocus proudly Mm -hmm. and listeners I don't know if this will be the first of our episodes with the soundboard out or uh the long winter episode we're recording tonight, but we have a soundboard now. Yeah. And oh yeah. There was much rejoicing. His name his name used to be Hokey Pokey, but then he turned himself around. True. Uh, I, I blah 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 blah. You could start <laughs> yeah. Hawaiian, Hawaiian food shop called <laughs> Hokey Pokey. You could. Uh yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I think it would have to be all country food, like all <laughs> like it'd be like su- southern, like fried chicken, and, southern uh, fried poke, chicken fried steak, you know, but in in a bowl form. Um, I mean, Bojangles had those bowls for a while, where it was basically like fried chicken. Like, you'd have mashed potatoes instead of. <laughs> this is yeah, just KFC. Still has them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just the famous bowl. Yeah, it's the hokey poke. Anyway, hokey yes. poke. Anyway, but, but yeah. <laughs> getting, getting back on track, I guess. Catfish. I guess catfish would be a good, like, somewhere in between. Like, wait, wait. Wait, hear me out. Hear me out. Asian uh-huh. fusion cracker barrel. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, hear me out. Burn cracker barrel to the ground. Yes. <laughs> the food is disgusting. We, we just replace it with the Asian fusion cracker barrel. All right, so, uh,. Blanca, you are now in a room with Harpack Ironcrag Bridges. Uh, He's pulled up a chair and he's turned it around to like sit at it backwards, like you know, a cool youth pastor would. Youth pastor style. How close to the desk in this room? Because we're in Lila's office, right? Yes. How close to the desk is the chair that Harpack has pulled up? Uh, He's just pulled one from like the side of the room. Okay. Is there a table nearby? Uh, it there's her desk towards the back of the office, and a little coffee table uh, near where he is. Okay. So, if I were to sit on the coffee table, would I be within arm's reach of his hands? Like, would I be able to reach? Yes. Okay. So Blanca, under the guise of Rose, is going to basically, you know. Walk over with like that hip sway that women give whenever like they are trying to put the moves on somebody. Um, so the Jessica Rabbit. Yes, exactly. She's just gonna sexily saunter over to Harvac and say, "You know, I know that you like talking about wrestling, but I thought that we could discuss a different type of wrestling." And she's gonna sit down on the coffee table. And oh, are you talking about Orcus wrestling? Yeah, sure. Some people call it that. Um, yeah, they got some pretty great leagues out there. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, so she's going to reach in and kind of like gently like 
start at his shoulder. Uh, like she's going to take her right, her right hand, start on top of his right shoulder and like work her hand just down to his right hand. And then she's going to grab his right hand and, um, <clears throat> and tell him like, but I don't think you've ever tried this type of wrestling. And she's going to stick her thumb in the air and start wiggling it back and forth and go one, two, three, four. I declare a thumb more five, six, seven, eight, trying to keep your thumb straight and start thumb wrestling. It really is just, it really is just Jessica Rabbit, like playing patty cake with acne. <laughs> it is. It is. I told y'all, I told y'all to trust me on this. It was going to be better than you thought. But so, she oh, sibling, thought, you got yourself a thumb war on your hands. Literally. <laughs> and um, so as they're, as they're thumb wrestling, um, what would the check be to see if I could beat him in a thumb wrestling match? That's um, sleight of hand if I've ever Yeah, I was going to say sleight of hand <laughs> contest. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. So, I have a decent bonus to that. I am going to roll for him. Okay. I rolled a 22, so... Okay, yeah, no, seven. You handily beat him in that match. <laughs> Good. So I'm just going to tell him, okay, the rules are loser has to stand outside the door with his hands behind his back for 10 minutes. <laughs> I I don't get the wager. Well, I, I thought we were coming in here away from the squares to discuss wrestling. Yeah, we can talk about wrestling more in just a few minutes. But first, you have to go to the penalty box. The penalty box is the hallway. <laughs> um, I am going to have him roll an insight check. Okay. What would I roll against that? Would I roll anything against that? Uh, I guess you could go with deception. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So what did what did he roll on insight? Uh, that would be a twenty-one. God damn it! I rolled an eighteen. So. It was still high, but not high enough. Um, let's see. So I'm trying to think. What? So other than the furnishings in the room, are there any bookshelves that have anything interesting? Uh, there's a couple bookshelves, few potted plants, uh, just your standard office affair. Okay. So nothing that would be. Oh, okay. I got it. You know, this room reminds me a lot of. Um, this one wrestler that he used to have kind of a government gimmick. It was really clever. Um, he went by IBS. IBS is in uh, that uh, weird gut feeling you get sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't think he kept the gimmick for very long for that reason. It didn't really seem to work out very well for him. But I am dying to know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, okay. I, IBS is based off of IRS. There was actually a wrestler named IRS that was basically like dressed as as an accountant. So, um, so just lawyer, pretty much, yeah. Just a dude in a medium shirt, <laughs> like two hundred and fifty pounds of dude poured into one hundred and fifty pounds of button down. Um, but yeah. So, let me think here. Um. You know, I wonder, do you think that Lila was a fan of of any of the classics? I mean, we could maybe look around and see if... Oh, yeah, she might have some of those bobbleheads. Yeah, she probably does in a drawer somewhere. You know, some people are kind of embarrassed about being fans of wrestling, so... 
We are here to audit, so we should inspect every inch of this office. Yeah, we probably should. And so I'm going to start, like, opening some of the drawers. <laughs> and uh, he's just, like, looking on the other undersides of some of the chairs in the room. Extremely thorough, but looking in the wrong places at the moment. But inside one of the drawers, you see a flyer for a church. And there's a symbol on the flyer. It's a circle with a four-pointed star with runes in each point of the star. I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to assume that my dress has pockets. And I'm going to... Yes, in this world, every dress has pockets. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to fold up the flyer and put it in my pocket. And I'm going to continue rifling through those drawers to see what else... What else I can spy? Other than that, it's just standard Adventurer's Guild paperwork. Uh, Her fantasy equivalent of a computer is at the table. Or, sorry, on the desk. My bad. Is is her fantasy computer basically, is it like a laptop? Would it be portable? Uh, Imagine like a, I forgot how I described the interface before, but it's a flat interface where runes pop up and there's a crystal off to the side that is pulling information up into that interface. So if you want, you could probably snatch that crystal. I'm going to yoink the hell out of that thing. Yes. Now, are you being quick about it or are you being quiet about it? Uh, attempt. I'm going to attempt to say yes to both of those things and be quick and quiet about it so he doesn't notice. All right. Uh, I guess... Depending on your stealth check, we'll see how that goes. Deal. See, I have a decent stealth. Um, let's see. Is there anything? You know what? Before I do that, I'm going to point to a corner where I'm going to say, oh, there seems to be a crumpled up piece of paper under that chair over there. Maybe that's worth investigating. Uh, roll me another deception check. <laughs> okay. Hot diggity daffodil. That is a 29. <laughs> Okay, that's a 16. He is. Hell doofa yeah. Doofa. <laughs> he uh, thinks maybe that was just a fluke earlier and goes to check out where this piece of paper is supposed to be. Okay. So, while so we... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you advantage on that stealth check. Hell yeah. That's what I was going for. <laughs> um, Let's see. Actually, would it be sleight of hand to. Just pull it out quickly. and Yeah, we'll go slide a hand. Slide a hand. Okay, still advantage? Yes. Okay. All right, that is a 19 on my slide of hand. 19, okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's that's good enough. Okay, and, that, and into the pocket, that goes. And with that, we're going to hop over into the uh, Gliz Guide meeting. Every time you say that, I cringe a little in real life. I want you to know. I, I cringe when I say it. Oh, there's like a subliminal hot dog odor attached to that word. No. <laughs> you just smell hot dogs whenever you hear Gliz guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think we just did that to all of our viewers, our listeners now. I'm terribly sorry, people at home. I had nothing to do with this, I swear. Okay, but I have to take it a step further and ask. In this world, if these characters were to go to the bathroom, would it be taking the gliz? I think only if 
they're in the Gliz Guide universe in the hot dog avatars. It would be taking a Gliz. Would their hot dog avatars need to take a Gliz? I'm pretty sure you could buy an emote with some Glock box. Oh, it's like the little Calvin and Hobbes where he's like pissing on everything. Oh god. Every every word of this just <laughs> Alright, yeah. Meepo uh goes down to the bathroom, locks the door from the, the inside, and then uh signs into the uh the the glizzy verse. How do I calculate how much psychic damage I have? <laughs> uh, it's gonna be uh forty twelve. No, I'm kidding. Are you though? I I think if it if something gets bad enough, I will have you take psychic damage. But I don't think we have crossed that threshold yet. Give me time; I'll get there. But uh, right now, you have logged into Gliz Guide, and you're you're uh, all sitting, or the three of you are sitting at the same table you were earlier with the uh, middle band. Middle band is not there. Well, without the middleman, how how are we gonna function as as a team? And Glippy hops in and says, "Glippy here to help. You can share evidence." What have you found? Well, uh, over here at the Adventurers Guild, we found out that someone overrode some sort of safety protocol within the guild. That if so many people die on a mission, they investigate it or whatever. Apparently, they just didn't do that, and they kept sending schmucks out there to die. Uh, awesome. We found out who the idiots that blew the place up were, got their names. Uh, they don't seem to exist from more than about three weeks ago. Like, the guild doesn't have any records on them from before they signed up with the Adventurers Guild, which is kind of sketch. Oh, yes. And enormous pixelated Felix gestures at Arthur and says, please report our findings. So Arthur's um, neon green relish um, glizzy appearance with all the fixings, tomatoes, celery salt, you know. Um, Lila? Is that how you pronounce her name? Lila. She was up to something some kind of system of portals i'm not sure why um just a real quick recap gary uh we we knew that lila we knew that lila was a person of interest did we find out for sure if she was the one who overrode the protocol or was that you just an assumption that we she have? was the person that overrode the protocols all right cool, cool just wanted to make sure that before i went spreading that around um uh, yeah, the portals make sense. She was the one who overrode the safety protocols. Uh, pretty certain she's just gone from a person of interest to exactly who we need to find that did this. Um, there's a loose end we could try and tie up. Apparently there was a, God, what do they call a feral boy? That's all they said about him, who was living in the woods near where the explosion happened. So they brought him back to town, and he got adapted by the captain of the guard. He might have some information, but no one else seems to know a damn thing. Would this happen to be associated with uh, one of the locations these portals were were set up for? She'd set up the portals up for? 
Um, I know one was like a, some rural church or something. Uh, you found maps to a church and to the wildlife preserve. The, wildlife preserve. Yeah. Yeah. The teleportation uh, runes are not really. You don't know where they're set up to go. Oh, you just right, know that right, you right. have to hit certain runes in a certain order. Right. Right. And that will place. take you. Yeah. It'll take you somewhere based on those runes. Okay. Well, we got these maps. And you said one of them goes to the wildlife reserve. Yeah, sure, wildlife reserve. But look at this. It's like it's a random church in the middle of nowhere. I think I think that's more more interesting. I mean, yeah, it looks like we got two places to look at. We can either go and try and hit up this wild boy or check out that church. Uh, Rose is uh, currently keeping uh, Harvag uh, busy. Uh, I'll report back to her with what we found here. Uh, and as you're wrapping up your statement, uh, Meepo, you hear your Blippi go off and say, Incoming call! It's the middleman! And only I hear that, right? Yes. Alright, um, Meepo will just sort of like perk up a little bit and go, oh, Someone's trying to get in here. Uh, Alright, I'll report back soon. Stay cool. But I drop this meeting and answer the other one. Uh, it's not for a meeting, it's just an audio call. Yeah, but oh. I'm assuming if he's calling only me, this is about the agenda. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't want to be in the middle of a meeting while I'm talking about that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll drop the Glizguide meeting and then uh, pick up just, I guess, from in the, the bathroom stall on audio. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, Meepo, my favorite kobold. It would not surprise me in the least if you have a ranking on these, actually. You're the only one I personally know. Mm, so I'm one of the good ones? Uh, I think I'm getting some static coming through. Ah, static. Mm, sure. All right, um, what's going on? I just wanted to see how everyone is doing. So far, everything seems on the up and up. They're doing what's asked of them. We're uh, fairly certain it was Lila at this point. She uh, fucked around with a bunch of guild protocols and uh, let those kids find out. Uh, Dr. Evil? Not evil? Vile? Something like that. Sort of stopped paying attention once we figured things out. Uh, uh, yes, Dr. Wiles. Yes. Uh, yes. He was in charge over at the Wildlife Preserve. Wait, that's a real person? Yes. God, I hate this plane of existence. I do, too. Well, uh, apparently he or someone using his name was the one who called in the mission to begin with. Probably because we cut funding. Really? You think that's what this is about? I don't know, but he did want more test subjects. What are they testing out there? Uh, some sort of parasitic mushrooms. Good, good. Nothing nothing could go wrong with an outbreak of parasitic mushrooms in a while. Oh, it's, it's a smoking crater in the ground now. Everything's fine. But <sighs> you... All right. You think they have what it takes. Well, uh, 
Rose is doing a good job. Well, Rose, that's her code name. Uh, Blanc is doing a good job of doing what I ask of her. She's uh, good at her infiltration and manipulation. Uh, the other two have gathered, honestly, more information than I expected them to. So, yeah, I, I give them a tentative thumbs up at the moment. Yay, well, if anything happens, don't hesitate to kill them. You know I'm not good at that. Don't hesitate to send them back to HR for training. Yeah, that sounds more up my alley. All right, and uh, Steve is finally done with his thing, so... All right, well, uh, keep that wagon warmed up. I'm sure I'll be back next week. Damn good thing he knows what he's doing. All right, I will speak to you later, Meepo. I love you. Bye. Click. And uh, Meepo takes a second to just shake his head and then goes up uh, back to uh, uh, Blanca and Ironcrag. He will knock first, though. Just to be safe. Yeah. Um, Blanca is going to open the door and say, we don't need any housekeeping. Oh, wait. Oh, hello. Um, Bale. Yes, Rose, thank you uh, for pardoning my interruption. Um, have you managed to find anything? We found a lot of things. Um, actually, I, I do. I did find some things that I would like to discuss with you um, after we wrap up here. Um, and I'm going to turn to Harvath. And uh, are there th- I should be privy to these things as well. I mean, we're all on the same team here. Team audit. And he puts his hand out in the middle. I'm I'm going to um, gently kind of press the back of his hand down and just say, um, there are some things specific to our particular branch of the guild that I need to discuss with my colleague. I'm terribly sorry. Wait, am I being audited? Oh, no, no, not at all. You you haven't done anything wrong. There are just some things that we need to talk about from... Yes, yet. Um, there are just some things that we need to discuss from our home location that um, are sensitive, shall we say. Cross the T's, dot the I's, red tape, you know how it goes. Uh, as soon as we get it cleared through paperwork, we'll have it sent down for your personal inspection, Harnag. Yes, very, very boring bureaucratic sort of stuff. All right, I need one of you, at least one of you, to make a deception check. Uh, it ain't gonna be me. I don't know what we're lying about. I'm just agreeing oh. with Blanc. Blanc just kind of uh, slowly and awkwardly leaves the room, and you just hear him under his breath say, "Oh, I'm about to fucking get fired." I know. I'm. I'm gonna like gently like place a hand on Harvac's cheek and kind of pinch it, and just tell him, "Don't you worry about anything. I promise you're not in any trouble. It'll be okay. We just need to go and discuss some things. It'll be fine." All right. Well, if. Uh... Anything about a promotion comes up, uh, throw my name in the hat. I, uh, stepdaughter is going off to college, and I really need that gold. Naturally. You know we will. And so I'm going to, I, I guess, accompany Meepo out of the room and start walking down the hallway. Yes, I will uh, activate my telepathy feet uh, uh, so that no one else can hear us and just uh, ping over to Blanca. 
uh, did you find everything we need? Are we good to go? And it works like the spell, so you can respond in uh, 25 words or less. And Blanca is just going to respond, Oh, I found more than enough, sugar. <laughs> All right. Uh, back to Goblin Glizzy's then to uh, go over what we found. Yes, I, I agree. I think that's a good idea. All right, and with Arthur, Merlin, Hocus Pocus, Shadowlight, and Felix, would you two like to continue to stay at Lila's residence or head to Goblin Glizzy's as well? Yeah, well, um, sorry. We should go and meet with the others and review what we found to connect these clues. Yep. Let's uh, see where these maps go. All right. And uh, for sake of not having our listeners have to hear the same thing three times in a row, I'll just say Meepo tells Blanca about the maps and the runes and everything that they told him. Just get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, once once we are out of sight of the Adventurer's Guild, away from prying eyes, I'll uh, duck into an alley and drop the uh, Alter Self spell so I just look like normal old Meepo again. Mm-hmm. And Blanca is going gonna, is gonna to follow suit and drop her disguise as well. Um, and so, yeah, once we're once we rendezvous back at Goblin Glizzy's, so with with the runes that also um, is related to the church as well, correct? Like, yes. Okay. Um, I am going to pull out the piece of paper that has, or the flyer for the church, um, that has the emblem on it. So, this was in one of the drawers in Lila's office. It seems to be connected to that church that we've heard about. What kind of religion? Um, I, I don't know much about any religion that doesn't require you to get on your knees frequently, but um, <laughs> where, where is it? Huh? What? What you think, Gary? <laughs> Bro. Um. So I guess what would I roll to? Would it be insight? to look at this flyer and kind of discern like what the religion seems to be about. I will tell you that the flyer says in nothingness, we all become one and uh, nihilists. Mm-hmm. Mm, what sort of shit I can get behind. Uh, do you, do you tell us about uh, the crystal that you swiped off of the Magitech computer? Yes. Yes. After, um, yeah, after we kind of go over the details of the flyer, um, Blanca pulls out the crystal and says, I also found this. It seems to contain all the data from her office. It would probably be worth checking out if we can find a private place to set it up. Your Glippy chimes in and says, Glippy, here to help. I can download all the information. Okay, so how do I do that? Um, do I just hold the crystal up to Glippy or up to my... Um, what do we call them? The handhelds? Whenever you try to insert it, it's always wrong the first time. You have to flip it over and insert it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you even plugging in a crystal if you don't have to turn it over at least three times? Um, so yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to plug the crystal into the handheld and download the information from it. And is there a way to securely share that information with everybody else's handhelds? Yeah, you, and uh, Glippy is also giving you gluck bucks for giving it information that, or giving Glow's Guide information it didn't have prior. 
Yeah, what's oh. the Glockbox market look like these days? Is it crashing or? My uh, Glockbox market is uh, soaring right now because there's still a lot of information that Quiz Guy doesn't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have to log into the Glizzyverse to see this, or can we just pull it up like cell phone style on the mirrors? Uh, cell phone style on the mirrors, you can just look through uh, whatever she had on her computer. All right. Uh, Meepo takes out his his mirror and fiddles with it for a second, takes a screenshot, deletes the data, logs into the Glizzyverse, immediately logs back out, sends a text message to the middleman, closes the mirror, and then just sort of leans over Blanca's shoulder to look. <laughs> Is he tall enough to do that? Does he need, like, a crate to stand on? Because he's pretty short, right? Yeah, he's, he's just over two feet tall, so... Uh... He he sort of leads over and then just grabs her elbow and pulls her arm down a little bit to look. (laughs) Because Blanca is like probably three to four feet. So like she's not tall by any stretch of the imagination, but (laughs) she's a little bit taller than me, though. Yeah, and uh, that that text message to the middle man is just gibberish of him pushing random keys trying to get get it to do what he wants. It's of no consequence whatsoever. Oh my god. Uh, I'm thinking, like, has Meepo ever, like, had a random text message come in and ask somebody if his mirror had a virus? Like, Oh, most definitely. That's that's why he leaves the mirror with his secretary most times. He is he is straight up the boomer of this group. <laughs> oh, good. Actually, um, as you uh, lean in to watch this, uh, your text goes through to the middleman, and then immediately... Your uh, handheld goes off, and Glippy says, Incoming call! It's the middleman! Uh, Meepo picks it up, uh, answers it, says like, Yeah, it happened again! We're in the middle of stuff! Bye! Click! You you can swear that he, like, almost said, I love you, goodbye, as you were hanging up. Yeah, just (laughs) click. Don't need to hear that twice in one day. So yeah, he just sort of looks at uh, Blanca's for whatever she's going to do. And so he's he's a 60-year-old kobold. He ain't got time for this newfangled technology. Well, so Blanca is, uh, I suppose, just going to scroll through all the information and see if there's anything about the Wildlife Center or the church in the files. Uh, in her files, there are some car- correspondence between her and Dr. Wiles at the wildlife facility. Okay, I'm gonna pull the pull up those messages. And basically, the messages start out like, "Hey, uh, can you get me some test subjects?" The guild's holding, or the organization's holding out on me. And she says, "Well, I could try to override, but I, if you if I scratch your back, you scratch mine. I need to test something out as well." Hmm. Does it say? Does it have any leads as to what that something is? Uh, you see that she is having an altar sent to the Wildlife Center, but it did not make it to the Wildlife Center because it was blown up before the altar could make it. Mm. Okay. So, is there a way to track the route that the altar was taking? Uh, it was just taking a straight shot uh, via the... I forgot what I named this delivery service. But uh, it's being delivered via Flying Roomba. 
Oh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, yeah, so Blanca is going to close her handheld as go turn to the group and say, so it would appear that Miss Lila was not only responsible for this, but she was trying to provide test subjects to uh, Dr. Wiles behind the organization's back. Isn't that just the most interesting little mint julep you ever did here? Honestly, if she was feeding him fresh meat, I'm okay with it. But uh seems like this one a step too far. What was this about an altar she was sending to them? Yeah, something about an altar. I wonder if that's somehow related to the church, if the church was uh, the final destination for that particular artifact. Um, but it was being shipped via a straight shot to the wildlife center. So even if it's a smoking crater in the ground now, surely we could find the delivery person somewhere along that route. And to remind me, the wildlife that the it was the wildlife preserve that exploded? Yes, the mm-hmm. Elliot Charles Wildlife Preserve. It's a real shame too. I could use some wildlife right now. And your glippy just kind of chimes in with Gross. <laughs> Gross. All right. Well, uh, the way I see it, we've got three leads to investigate. We've got this wild boy who we're going to have to take care of one way or the other. He was apparently there when the explosion happened. Uh, We can try and find out what this altar is, and then we need to figure out what's up with this church in the first place. Those seem like our three possible leads. What do you think? Yeah. Do we have any reason to think the wild boy is, like, alive? Uh, yeah. He was brought back to town alive with, uh, the group of adventurers that made it out. Uh, their names were... And, uh, Meepo pulls out a little notepad that he's been writing on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got, uh, Dot Jenkins, Byron, Bennett, and Gianja. Those are the the five adventurers that went out and came back and they came back with uh, a feral boy that was adopted by Captain Dorian in New Horizon. Well, so we can assume this. If this little wild boy that came from the wildlife center was adopted by the captain of the guard, he's probably being kept safe wherever he is, right? I would like everyone to roll a perception check real quick. Oh, goody. Oh, that is a nat 20. 16 from Merlin. 16. 14, Felix. 14. 9 from Meepo. Okay, so Arthur, Merlin, Hocus Pocus, Shadowlight, and of course, Blanca. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Was this, is this visual based or what? uh, It is audio. And I, I guess a bit visual if you turn to look after hearing. Okay, well, nine's not going to do that. I have disadvantage on visual and daylight, so. Uh, so, uh, you hear someone at the counter of Goblin Glizzy say, Gar have Glizzy fries. And uh, when the two of you turn to look and see, you see a boy with uh, black hair with white streaks, uh, just kind of messy hair, in a prep school uniform. And he's wearing a bear pelt on his head. Well, isn't that convenient? 
Is that the very feral boy from which we're searching? What? Where? At the counter. I have Glizzard to guard treat self. Cheat day. <laughs> I can't tell if y'all are just being a racist or what, but maybe. I'm going to cast Charm Person on this boy. Uh, what, what am I rolling? Uh, Charm Person's a wisdom save, I want to say. Yes, I'm going to cast it just, I guess, at, I don't know, third level. Yeah. All right, that's an 11 on his wisdom save. That ain't, that ain't going to do it. That boy's charmed. Rustic good looks. Hello, Gardu friend. Hi. Um... Do you want to share some of those glizzy fries with me and my friends? Uh, Gar just immediately sits down and puts the fries in the center of the table. Now, Sugar, you shouldn't be forcing that poor boy to share his food with you. Look at him. I take one of the fries and start snacking on it. Mm, those are good. <laughs> I'm going to reach over and smack Arthur's hand. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> He's just a generous sort. He's just a nice kid. Wanted to meet, wanted to hang out with some new friends. Argus nods and right. says, "Fries, good." I'm gonna order another order of fries and give them to Gar <laughs> because she might be a cheap, salacious hoe, but Blanca is also low key the mom friend. <laughs> Keep in mind, Gar is also 18, <laughs> so he's not exactly oh. a kid, but you know. Feral boy finishing out school. Still. <laughs> she kind of feels sorry for him because he's clearly young and like I imagine Blanca to be like approaching middle age. Like probably late 30s. Somewhere in there. Our so. new best friend? Wait, no. Uh, Dot Garb best friend. Oh, you know Dot? Yeah. Dot help Gar. Dot get Gar money. Because Gar Houseburg. Well, that is just horrible, Sugar. Can you tell us some more about that? You said your house burned. Yeah, Gar Levin Woods. Woods explode. Gar homeless. Now Gar have brother. Big brother Dorian. Well, that is... Well, I'm so glad that you have a wonderful big brother. Did he take you in and give you a place to live? Is he taking good care of you? Uh, the entire time, Gar is just staring directly at Felix. Slowly narrows its eyes. Ja, is that you? Ja, you animal again? Who's Ja? Uh, ja! Uh, guy travel... Well, thing travel with Nana? Dot? I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna cast uh, Detect Thoughts on Gar, uh, but leave it at surface level, just so I can... Uh, hopefully pick up a little more context on what he's saying here. Uh, as, Gar is, as Gar is talking about Ja, I'm going to say like, well, I remember there was some musical artist a few years ago. His name was um, Ja Yardstick or something like that. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But Look, Don't nobody think... want to hear about what Ja Yardstick wants to think, okay? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It really wasn't anything too bad. He just had a really horrible music festival to fail through. Gar joined society three weeks ago. Gar not know what you talk about. Oh, so this is a different job then. Okay. 
Just thought I would share. And Meepo, you're seeing images of a war forged in Gar's mind that uh, shifts into what can only be described as a Dinobot. Badass. Mm. No, this isn't Ja. This is this is our friend Felix. Please don't skin him and wear him as a hat. Oh, whoa, whoa. Gar, Gar friends with animals. Uh, this bear... Criminal. Good. Blanca's going to look over at Meepo and go, now he's being racist. Gar do- he's literally wearing a bear as a hat. Gar do punch bear from time to time. Gar fight bears. Gar don't kill bear. Meepo just sort of just dead stare Blanca in the eyes and waves at what Gar's saying. Gar and Ja and Nana at Tanagra? No. Uh, where where were Jar and Nana going? Uh, where Ben, Ron, and Ken go. Who who were who they? Uh, Bennett, Byron, and Jenkins? Yeah, oh, Ben, Ron, yeah. Ken. And Ganja. Okay. Ja. I'm picking up what you're putting down, buddy. Well, if he's not here, he certainly is gone, Ja, isn't he? Gar just looks blankly mm. at Blanca. Mm. Gar, <laughs> careful, the no get. So strong. <laughs> Explain, hey, uh... Gar. Oh, that was that was just a little pun, sugar. Just because Ganja's not here, so he's gone, right? Ah, pun. And uh, Gar like immediately punches Arthur. Ah. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you get it. Yeah, fun, yeah. fun. Pain, pain. No, fun. Pain. Fun. What's yes, the puns are very painful. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Gar, buddy, we, you mind if we ask you a little bit about your home? You know, uh, live through the old good times, hear what you gotta say about it? Oh, yeah, Gar lived nice house now. What about, uh, what about your old house in the woods? What was that like? A tiny shack. Was there uh, anything else, like uh, someplace underground that had a lot of other people in it? Yeah, Garfine place uh, with uh, Dot, Ron, Ben, Ken, Ja. What uh, what was that place like? Did they find anything weird down there? Uh, pictures, Gar, Dad, picture, Gar, Mom. Uh, violent. People, doctor, say Gar, mom, Gar, dad, no longer here. That's rough, buddy. You said there was a doctor. Sweetheart, do you happen to remember what his name was? Dr. Wiles? Huh. That's very interesting. We also know about Dr. Wiles. Um, Dr. Wiles dead. Well, it doesn't sound like that's a very bad thing now, does it? No, mushrooms punch Dr. Viles. Viles. Mushrooms, you say? That's that's interesting. What kind of mushrooms? Muscular. Oh. Must have been a tight quarters if there wasn't mushroom to move around, am I right? <laughs> Gar just looks directly at Blanca again. Gar no get. It's another pun, sweetheart. And Gar punches Arthur again. <laughs> pun. Ugh. 
Okay, Vanka. All right. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but uh, I had a thought, and it's gone after that punch. Oh yeah, you ever eat mushrooms? Sometimes. Uh, ja had shrooms. Was gonna give to Gar, but Ben say no, Gar. Not those mushrooms. You missed out. Gary, uh, does Ganja have the same context in this in this world as it does in ours? It does not have the same context. Okay. Okay. So mushrooms got they're fight, fighting mushrooms, fighting uh, that uh, killed Doctor Wilds with the big fire. Um, maybe I don't know. Oh no, uh, Gar no remember fire. Gar remember weird place. Weird place. Yeah. Hey, uh, you were there with uh, all your friends Dot and John and them? Yeah. Friends surprised when Gar show up at place they at before we end up back in building. So like a like a weird weird place. Like a like like an other place? Like a Yeah, other place. How do you get hey. to the other place? Gar, no, no. Uh, Gar meet Melora. Is that a religion check, Gary? Uh, yeah, that... I mean, if you know anything about religion, you know that Melora is a goddess. Of? I believe she was the goddess of change, uh, also known as the Wild Mother. Okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. That's really neat. Uh, hey, Gar, uh, while you were in the weird place with uh, Dot and Ganja and everyone, did they uh, find anything like uh, crystals or papers or uh, things like that that they, you know, you saw them put in a pocket or something? Uh, Gar see them in lab put things in pocket. I can and, blow up computers. Everyone mad. Hmm, Okay. We're just making sure, because in weird places like that, sometimes things can be dangerous. It sounds like Layla had a hell of a project going on. I mean, or Lila had a hell of a a project going on. Uh, Good good for her, really, right? What's the problem here? Did she get caught? That's the problem. Uh, Meepo just sort of turns and looks at Arthur and, like, slowly tilts his head like, what the fuck? Arthur funny. See? You get me, get my jokes. Arthur made Gar funny too. Gar, ha ha. Uh, I'm gonna punch uh, Gar, and Gar returns the punch immediately. <laughs> Arthur, get it? Honestly, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know, Meepo. What, what, what do you think all this means? Well, uh, I think it means that uh, our new Fred Gar here is in a much better life. And we should go meet his friends at some point. Uh, but we're very busy right now. Gar, and free to go. Gar got soccer practice. Oh, no, Gar. I need you to drink this. Um, I think I got to pull out some really strong booze. Yeah. Dr- drink this. Uh, Gar sniffs it, looks at you and says, No, Brother Dorian, say Gar no drink until graduate. Oh, brother Dorian, uh, he's a he, he's a good guy, but he's uh, a bit of a Dorian Square. Yeah, yeah, Dorian, not let Gar say fuck. Oh, uh, uh, 
I just heard you say fuck. Oh, oh, Arthur, gonna tell? I mean, not if you uh, show that you're cool. Drink some of this hooch. Nah, you don't gotta pressure him into that, man. Uh, and then Meepo's gonna cast uh, telepathy at Arthur. Uh, pretty sure this kid was just one of the test subjects, and he's a bit slow in the head. I don't think we have anything to worry about from him. Okay. We should let him live. Uh, Blanca is going to kind of wave her hand at Gar and say, "Like, don't you worry, Sugar. You don't have to. You don't have to drink that stuff if you don't want to. But you can feel free to say the fuck word around us. We won't tell anybody." Uh, you immediately see Gar like pump his fist in the air. Fuck yeah! All right then. And trying to corrupt the youth. He just absentmindedly leaves his glizzy fries behind and just runs down the street shouting fuck on his way to soccer practice. Oh, he would have needed those carbs. Mm, I feel like we did a good thing here today, guys. I am going to pick up the extra order of glizzy fries since I had ordered those for him and just, like, start chowing down. No, no, no. No, no. Uh, Felix is drumming his claws on the tabletop. He reaches out and takes a fry and chews on it. Uh, Meepo's going to take a quick look around just to make sure that no one's like obviously listening in on us while we talk about this uh, super secret information. All right. Uh, um, roll a perception check for me. Oh boy, with disadvantage. Uh, this will be. Uh, we can call this one sound based. We can cancel out your disadvantage for this. I feel like they would have oh, prepared, yeah. prepared you for this mission. They would have given you sunglasses or something. Yeah, but they got to be like the real boxy old man shades that like fit over normal glasses. That's another nine. Uh, you can't really tell anything over the sound of footsteps just rapidly approaching your table. And if any of you have ever uh, done Luigi's side being Smash Brothers where he just throws himself to the side. That is what you see in the air. You see Gar throwing himself towards the table, landing on the table, sliding, grabbing his glizzy fries, and then running back down the street to soccer practice. Well, I'm just holding the the box of the one extra order in my hands, so I guess that it would have just been the ones he ordered before. And you just kind of hear, Gar, fucking forget. And then Gar runs off. He's he's gonna be okay. Blanca just waves by, like, "Bye, sugar. Have fun at soccer practice." And Gar is waving as he runs. All right. So it seems like that kid was a uh, part of the experimentations. He had that weird, wild hair. Uh, he knew the doctor. Didn't like him. Mushrooms killed the doctor. Good for us. Seems like he was about to go turncoat. Uh. <clears throat> But from what he said, it sounds like those idiots definitely did pick up something before the place blew up. So that's a loose end we gotta tie up. Yeah, this is this is a whole lot of work, honestly. Um, I uh, mm, maybe we should uh, take a week vacation. Well, maybe what we could do is call the middleman and see if we can negotiate a oh, higher pay. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, more pay and also time off. Uh, Blanca, your glippy is currently calling the middleman. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just have my um, ham held out, and like the line's still ringing, and then he finally picks up, and you just kind of hear a, shh, shh, 
Blanca, how are you doing? Well, I'm just fine, sugar, but I do have something to discuss with you about this particular mission. Yes, Blanca. So we are very quickly finding that this is going to require more investigation on our part, perhaps more than what was originally negotiated. So my colleagues and I would like to request more pay than we originally negotiated. Blanca, if you don't tell the others, then I will pay you more. (coughs) How much more are we talking here, sugar? Wait, Blanca, am I on speaker? And then you hear Glippy say, Switching to speakerphone. Just how much more are we talking here, sugar? A lot of gold. Hmm. Because there is some downsizing going on. Oh, there is. Interesting. Well, I won't say anything to anybody if it makes you feel any better. Just make sure you make the cut, Blanca, and we can talk about that pay. Well, that's the whole reason I called you right now, is to talk about that pay. I need a guarantee of some sort, sir. Guarantee me that you are not a filthy traitor and you have what it takes if you come across a traitor. Well, I can promise you I'm no traitor, but... I can't promise I won't let something slip about your accidental mishap with your avatar in our first meet. Blanca, if I were to put a sword in your hand and tell you to strike down Arthur Merlin Hocus Pocus Shadowlight, could you do that for me? I'd like to see you try. Oh boy, Uh, you're on speakerphone. I told you I wouldn't say anything to anybody. You, on the other hand, well... Blanca, I admire you. Uh, we'll talk about that pay later. Click. I, I really, I really wouldn't like to see you try. You were very scary. And, and then <laughs> Blanca, Blanca's phone starts ringing again, or her hand held. Incoming call from I the am- man. That <laughs> I answer it. Uh, yes. Not on speaker. Blanca, I I forgot to say I love you. Goodbye. And then he hangs up. <laughs> All right, so what is everyone doing at this point? Uh, at this point, honestly, Meepo just sort of, like, tugs on uh, Blanca's sleeve. Hey, call it back and put it on speaker. We actually do need to talk about some stuff. Well, sweet, well, sweetheart, you have your own handheld for that. Yeah, I, I think we both know how that's going to turn out. Uh, uh, Arthur wants to look on Glizguide and see if there are any bed and breakfasts near to this uh, church of nothingness. Has the middleman offered anyone else an opportunity to kill the others in exchange for money? Meepo uh, just sort of holds his hand up and gives like the sort of like, eh? Wave? Yeah, not exactly, but something like that. Looks at Arthur. Maybe when you're taller. Hey! Racist! Calm down, sugar. He's just telling you to grow up a little bit. Alright, so, uh, I sort of expected something like this to happen. Uh, he's told everyone here that he expects one of us to be the traitor, right? That's, that's what we're getting at. I think it's fair to make that assumption, I, yes. I, I thought that was just some kind of, uh, you know, uh, 
aesthetic thing. No, I've seen this shit all the time, especially when you're little kobolds. One of the first things they do when you hatch is they put all the hatchlings in a pit and throw one spear in the middle. And the last one out gets to live. That's sort of what's going on here. Very standard stuff. No need to worry. Well, this is why I think we should drag out the process as long as possible. Uh, No need to get, you know, too much done. Um, We could just kind of chill near where we're supposed to uncover what's going on, you know, so that we can report back and say that we are still working on it. Well, and we do need to see if we can track down that altar. I mean, that altar never successfully made it to the wildlife center. Yeah, that's perfect. We could pretend that we're tracking down the altar. Where can we go oh, to do that? No, no, Arthur, you're you're not thinking big enough, man. Which is weird for someone like you. Uh, you 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 know what's going on here, right? Okay, uh, the middleman is the traitor. Um, on an on-site trip instead of just working from home. No, the the middleman is the traitor, and he's trying to use us as pawns to make himself look good when one of us gets exposed and he magically found it out. No, we gotta flip the script on him. We gotta do his job, pretend like we're fighting against one one another, and at the last moment, we got him. Promotions for everyone. You know, Meepo, I think you might be onto something there. It's 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 a little complex, but but I but I I like it. I like it. Okay, all right. Um, which one of us do we think is the traitor right now? I mean, do we quote-unquote think is the tra- traitor? All right, uh, back to the matter at hand. Uh, whether we think uh, the middleman actually is a traitor, whether one of us is a traitor, uh, that doesn't really matter. Those idiots got information about our organization out of the Wildlife Center and into the Adventurers Guild hands. One way or the other, we need to get that taken care of, because uh, that's just bad news for everyone, but not in the good way like we want. Can, and, we, all, can we all agree on that? Uh, real quick, Gary. Um, so, Glippy can only hear conversational stuff, right? Like, if I were to write something down, you couldn't see? No, Glippy can't see what you're writing. Okay. Um, I'm going to just say that I took a pen with me whenever we raided Lila's office and um, I'm going to flip over the flyer for that church to the back of it. And I'm going to scribble a note on the back that says, we need to ditch these ham helds somehow and show it to the other or to the other members of the group. Meepo uh, sort of looks at it and then looks around at everyone and gives like the thumbs up, thumbs down. Like, are we going to do this? I'm going to add another note that says, we can't speak freely if we're being constantly monitored. Felix, his, his four short fingers, crosses two of them over in a way that you can see it. It seems like a terrible idea. All right. Uh, Meepo reaches into his pocket and pulls out uh, a little keychain uh, that looks like uh, a tiny lockbox. Uh, taps on it, it puts it on the table, taps on it a few times, and suddenly it springs up into a two-by-three-foot box made out of, like, ebon wood with silver and gold rivets and just absolutely bejeweled and gaudy and fucking awful looking. Uh, Then he flips the latch and opens it up, and it just looks like a bottomless pit inside. Like, if you've ever looked into a bag of holding, that's what it looks like in here. 
he takes his handheld and drops it in and looks at everyone else. So my my question before I drop my handheld into um into this box, I wanna ask, um, would it still would it still track our movements and can it be retrieved out of the box if needed? Uh it's an extra-dimensional space that acts sort of like a bag of holding, so that's up to Gary. I don't know for sure how, how these things track. Uh, as for tracking, if you want to roll an investigation check... Okay. Uh, oh, that's a nat one. I rolled with my bonus, it's a five. <laughs> with that nat one, you uh, start to mess around with the handheld and investigate it. And you hear, Warranty has been voided. Please step away from the handheld and wait for a Great Awakening member to reactivate your handheld. Okay, so I'm going to place my handheld on the ground and take a few steps back from it. Meepo's going to close up his box and turn it back into a keychain real quick. Interesting. And uh, you all wait there for a couple minutes and someone just saunters through the crowd, walks over to the handheld, uh, swaps it out for a new one, and gives it to Blanca. Is this person wearing a uniform? What do they look like? Uh, they just look like an average citizen of this town. And the guy just says, yeah, dang handhelds, uh, you drop them once, void the warranty. I get it. Thank you, sugar. Much appreciated. And I'm just going to wink at him. Excuse me. Yeah, what's up? Are these handhelds water resistance to what depth? Uh, about 40 yards. So, I mean, you're fine if you drop it in the toilet or something. Felix orders Felix orders five large glizzy, diet glizzy sodas. <laughs> Glizzero. I prefer the taste. Glizzero. <laughs> Oh my I God. just want one final perception check from everyone. Uh, it's going to be a DC 18. Well, damn, that's a 12. I didn't even get half that. That's a big old 7. Nope. 17. Oh. Well, with that, does anyone have anything that they want to plug? That. Womp womp. Womp womp. Well, I was going to ask about, like, what this guy looks like, uh, but <laughs> so much for that. I mean, the guy just looks like the rest of the citizens walking through this town. Uh, human guy, uh, late 40s. Is there is there a ring on that finger? <laughs> uh, there is definitely a ring on that finger. Ah, bitch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... That's pretty much Blanca. What she's gonna be doing in a nutshell. If they look to be like over the age of thirty, she's not trying to rob the cradle necessarily. But if they're over the age of thirty, she is gonna be checking all of the hands. If they're eighteen or younger, adoption. Pretty much. All right. Well, uh, no, same as last week. I don't got anything to plug. I'm boring. Um, yeah, no, if you're interested in overly dramatic, terrible, awful, scary Dungeons and Dragons and Shadowrun stuff like that, uh, you can search on Spotify for YM 
DT Gaming and Stories. And there's currently like 21 episodes there. And then in the next couple of months, there'll be some stuff on YouTube under the same. Yeah, so uh, go there when you're tired of all the glizzy jokes and get some serious D&D. He who is because... tired of glizzy jokes is tired of life. <laughs> I am both sorry and not sorry for all of the puns and glizzy jokes made in this podcast. Yeah, uh, the bar there is... Well, let me just go ahead and say the bar here is scraping the ground for uh, Chris and Chris. But the bar there, fairly high. There's a really good Chicago hot dog place uh, close to Battle and Brew to go there. <laughs> uh, are, are we going there for our next uh, dinner? Could I mean, we, we had Joey recently. That was fun. Becky, uh, you're a plug. Yes. Um, so mine would be my Twitter, sugarpuns underscore. Um, currently under the tagline of Dig Big Energy Incorporated. A, a division <laughs> of um, God, how did I put this? Um, a division of Proctal and Gambus. Um, so I can't get sued. Um, but yeah, and then I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash sugarpuns. Yeah. Right. And with that, everyone give a jumbled good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.